and this is episode number 87 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Homeowner Show, where Kevin still hasn't changed the intro. Because we're not together. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what what am I supposed to say? Like... We're together in spirit because that's it's just not manly enough. And across the internet is Craig Williams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we want to be in the studio together. Yes, we do. It would be even better if we were at Disney Springs. Yes. Which if you're we'd watching, have the whole place to ourselves. Oh, well, that's so true. But uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my background is. Uh, something special if not well maybe you should go find us on youtube that's right and i am just in the old fuddy-duddy studio with the uh the wooden background over here hey it looks good yeah i remember that the old ship lap (laughs) yeah well um so has nothing to do with ships at all but it does have something to do with laps i guess uh, just not maybe i guess the wood took a couple laps around route 66 i don't know <laughs> well, they lap over each other oh is that what it is yeah um, yeah I guess. i'm playing dumb <laughs> but you play it quite well it's it's my role in life my friend oh. well good so uh we um as we were trying to figure out what to do tonight, I mean, it, it's a little bit difficult because um, most of our guests, we, we could have them on calls like this. It, could, it yeah. could work, but we're finding that our guests really want to come into the studio, which is great they, with us. Well, here, here's the thing is they've, I think they've started talking to one another. Oh, because there's, there's a certain amount of clout that you get by having your photo made in front of the giant homeowner show logo board, That's which true. is just outside. I mean, like it's, it's right if you're on YouTube. It's like right over there. Yeah. Um, and it is cool. I mean, like it's, how, how big is that thing, man? I don't, I don't know. It's probably like in diameter. It's taller than both of us. It's probably eight feet in diameter, maybe nine. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not little, but like it's, it's way bigger than I am. Yeah. I mean, it's we, I mean, big. I don't think we've had a guest that can like reach the top of it. Well, it takes both of us to move it. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> it's really big. We're just lucky that our logo is, uh, you know, circular and black and white. And black and white. Because yeah. that could have gotten expensive to paint that thing. No kidding. So. But we had the hookup. That's right. Well, so you know, we we've we've had some some guests that said, "Hey, can we push?" Because we just really want to be on. You they want to come studio. to the studio. Absolutely. They, that, they want the full homeowner show experience, and so we um, want to make sure that, that if they want that, that's what they get. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want to be in the studio too. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like the um the viability of that happening is going to be happening maybe sooner than later so yeah i mean texas i mean basically like what is it the first is that may may 30th uh, so i mean not may april 30th april 30th so friday for us right yeah 
So, I mean, like by the time this show airs, which is my anniversary, by the way. Um, so, no. Happy anniversary, Brandy. No, no this will uh-huh. air. This will air before that happens. Right. When this airs, it will be my anniversary. Oh. And then that following Friday, it will be the uh, things will start to open up at 25% capacity. That's right. I, I forget that your anniversary and my birthday are your birthday are so close which by the way if you're a fan of the homeowner show and you haven't sent kevin a happy birthday notice yet you should do that in the most awkward way possible please do like maybe like a shirley temple photo or i mean like what what is something that you just really despise kevin is it like broccoli spaghetti you don't like spaghetti no dude i let me clarify for a moment though (laughs) i I don't like spaghetti, the pasta. Okay. I I love spaghetti sauce and meatballs and all of that. I just don't like spaghetti. Like, is it all pasta in general? No. Just spaghetti I, noodles? Yep. So, like, what if we, like, reduce it down to, like, angel hair? How you doing? Love angel hair. Love angel hair. Okay. So, like, it's it's more like that mid-range yeah, because, noodle. Yeah, because I also like fettuccine. Okay. So you like the ribbon pasta? Yeah. How are we doing on bow tie? I like bow tie. Okay. So this There's, is just like one, one particular kind of pasta that you don't like. That's, Everything else around it, you're good with. That's right. Okay. I'm glad we clarified because this, this could have like ended the show immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I get that. But I will tell you that it took me a while to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a long time, I thought I just didn't like spaghetti. Yeah. And now see, this, this is always something, this is fascinating to me because people tell me all the time, I don't like this kind of food. Most of the time, what I find is that they haven't had it prepared well. Sure. Um, and so I'm always curious as to what it is about that particular thing that, you know, pushes you away. Yeah. So uh, my sister-in-law actually made some spaghetti one time and I was like, I don't want that. She was mm. like, she was like, why? And I was like, I don't like it. And she said, well, you haven't had mine before. And I said, well, I'm not going to like it. And she, <laughs> said, she said, well, that's all we're eating tonight. So eat it or not. So I tried to eat it, and I was like, this is really good. What? She was like, I, it's spaghetti. And I'm like, really? Like, the, these noodles are different or something. I don't know. Something's different. She said, well, I used angel hair pasta. I was like, oh. Well, I love angel hair pasta because yeah. um, I've had it in other dishes, right? And, right? and so from that day, I realized I like spaghetti as long as it's not – as long as it's with a different pasta than spaghetti. I like the things you put on spaghetti. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah. Well, yeah, and so, like, what, what I'm asking is because, is like, angel hair is – I mean, like, it's the same exact ingredients as, it's like, a, regular pasta. It's so a like, different wh- diameter. It, is, that, is that really it? Is it just like a different mouthfeel or something? It, 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 is, it is a texture thing of some sort. Yeah, it's a different – I don't know. I just don't like the, uh, the thickness of that specific noodle for some reason. Okay. So, which is weird. I get – I okay, people, you're listening to this going, you're ridiculous, Kevin. I get it. I know that it's <laughs> ridiculous. But I, I can't explain it. I just don't – like, if it's the only thing we're going to have to eat, I'm not going to turn it down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat it. 
I'm just not going to enjoy it very much. Right. So that's To me, that. this is like people that don't like avocados. But they like guacamole. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So I mean, but I'm like, like, as I, as I, you know, as I dig into it and like, I will always dig into it because I'm just, I'm not trying. And like, I think a lot of people take it as me being like, like judgmental of them. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm genuinely curious as to like the process of the brain that goes from, you know, that guacamole is delicious, but that thing that it came from gross. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of had the same thing about ketchup. People mm. that don't like tomatoes, but they like ketchup. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, to me, it's a similar argument. Now, I, I get it. You, you make a, a vegetable into a paste. You might not like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, it's a similar conversation. So have you, found, have you found people that like tomatoes but don't like ketchup or the reverse, where people like ketchup but they don't like tomatoes? That one. Okay. And, and specifically, um, my children are one of uh-huh. them. They love ketchup, but, <laughs> but they don't really like tomatoes. My dad, he's the biggest one, though. He, he likes to, you know, ketchup just fine, but he does not like tomatoes. Hmm. So, yeah. And my, my youngest has this thing right now where if we bring home fresh tomatoes, she will ransack the refrigerator. Really? Yeah. Now, and I was like this when I was good. I'll eat them like an apple. That's what I was wondering. Like, How does she eat them? Uh, now, I mean, like she likes what the way she likes them is she wants me to cut them up in slices and put a little salt on them. Well, yeah, okay. I I can do that too. I love it. Um, and she likes it with pickles. And so, like, oh. those are like for, for like for like a five year old, that's kind of like an odd. I mean, like most five year olds, one, they oh. don't tend to like pickles. I assumed this um, was your older daughter. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, and that's that's honestly the weirdest one. My oldest kid is probably my pickiest eater. Really? But she likes to yeah. cook. She does love to cook. Um, in fact, I mean, like this is, and this is just one of those things. And, and I think this is kind of like the theme of the show almost is we're kind of talking about our quarantine experiences, but like, um, we, we, we tend in our household, we tend to eat uh, keto or low carb. Uh, yeah. we, we just tend to not eat a lot of bread and, and, and carbohydrates and things. I mean, and, and and not because we're like anti-bread or anti-carbohydrates, but like we just tend to feel better when we're eating proteins and fruits and vegetables. Sure. Um, we just, we like eating fresh food and those kinds of things. Well, she, she found a recipe. Um, I think she got it from my mom, actually. These uh, keto lemon bars made from uh, almond flour. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Okay. I mean, because she had to like, I, I think she needed like 12 lemons in order to make this thing. So it was made from like, you know, fresh lemon juice and, yeah. and eggs and almond flour. Um, and she's, I mean, she's 11, man. She knocked out these lemon bars. It's like, it's a pretty complicated recipe. Yeah. Um, and we're like, well, dang, if you can do this, why aren't you making dinner every once in a while? <laughs> and she was like, I would love to make dinner. Boom. So, so yeah. yeah so that. I mean, and, and so, you know, this, this being at home and homeschooling and, 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 you know, having more time has really given our kids an opportunity to kind of explore more of their interests and their curiosities. Sure. Um, and, and mostly because we haven't stifled them from it. We haven't, you know, you know, we, I think, I think there's a lot of people that feel like they have to keep their kids on task. 
Right. Um, and, and that's fine. If that works for your family, we're not that family. Sure. Um, you know, I, I I'm kind of like this. I'm all over the place. <laughs> always have been, always will be. Um, and, and so my, my kids pick up on some of that. And so like, you know, they have different interests and different curiosities. Um, and, you know, allowing, allowing them to kind of explore those a little bit and, and seek after those has, has been really cool. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Uh, you mentioned uh, eggs. Mm-hmm. Have I told you my problem with eggs recently? No. So, okay, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure this is true all over the nation where the grocery stores have been an interesting place, right? Right. So you either do pick up or you go in the grocery store or maybe you mm-hmm. get them delivered. Uh, we tend to do pick up, but we, this is not a quarantine thing for us. We just do pick up. It's easy. For you were doing us. pick up before quarantine. Oh, we've been before- doing pick up. Before it was cool. That's right. We've been doing pickup for probably two and a half years, really. I'm a big fan of the pickup. Yeah, me too. So we um, we kind of got to a point. Where, I mean, we're I've been eating, you know, a lot more keto type things recently too, and and I just eat a lot of eggs when I do mm-hmm. that. And so uh, we had kind of gotten down to where we had like six eggs left. And so my, my wife went in and, and when she was doing the, the order, which right now, you know, it's gotten better, but like three weeks ago, you were a week out before you could yeah. get a pickup order. So, yeah. so she made, put an order in and she put an order in and, with 18 eggs. So a dozen and a half eggs, just one of those bigger cartons. But what she didn't realize is she forgot to take out the dozen eggs that she had also put in. <laughs> Which is fine because, you know, two and, a half dozen eggs, two and a half dozen eggs, I can do it. Yeah. So uh, you and I have a mutual friend who uh, is a manager of a local restaurant. Uh-huh. And he uh, got, had a deal where he could order <laughs> 150 eggs for 10 bucks from, oh the, rest, from the restaurant. And so he was like, I'm, I'm going to do that, right? Right. So he so he told his cook, when you put in the order, go ahead and put in an extra one fifty, and we'll we'll buy them. So his wife starts texting friends and said, "Hey, you know we're going to have all these eggs. Would you take some from us?" So I'd already told her, "Yeah, we'll you know we'll take some." This is before my wife had put in this order. <laughs> Long story short, the cook didn't get the order placed in time, and they wound up costing forty dollars instead of ten. Oh uh, no. So, but we'd already committed and like, I'd already told her, listen, we'll take some of these off your hand. And we, we even told her, listen, we'll pay, we'll pay for the eggs. It's not that right. big of a deal. So, uh, I said, but we don't really need that many eggs. And we just ordered, uh, some, and we've got like two and a half dozen eggs at our house. And she said, well, I was hoping you would take at least 18 from me. And I said, okay, just put me down, put me down for 18 and I'll go ahead and come pick them up. So now, instead of two and a half dozen eggs, we have four dozen eggs at my house. Nice. <laughs> so then... Uh, Quiche I, for dinner, my friend. That's right. We, <laughs> my, my neighbor is mo- was moving. They have now right. moved. Which, by the way, the new neighbors that are coming in have like... They're doing all kinds of renovations to this house, which is kind of funny to me. A little side note, that people will spend money to fix up their home 
so that they can sell it. And then the buyer comes in and spends a lot more money to rip out all the stuff that they fixed. Right. They just fixed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this stupid thing. Like people, why don't you just like put in a $20,000, you know, seems like y'all could have talked beforehand. Right. Put in a $20,000 renovation fee and just leave it at that. Anyway. So the day they were moving out, they rang the doorbell. We go to the door and they said, Hey, by the way, we, we've got some stuff from our fridge and we're just not going to, we're not going to move. So we'd like to just give it to you. Okay, fine. I mean, there was like a whole thing of sliced cheese and some, some butter and some other things. Well, <laughs> there was a, a carton of 18 cage free <laughs> eggs plus six loose eggs that they dropped the carton and the other six broke. So we have two dozen eggs that they gave us. We now, Craig, count it. We now have six dozen eggs at my house. <laughs> I'm not joking. Six dozen eggs. And so we made a breakfast casserole. We did breakfast tacos. Like we have been eating eggs. We've been making like all kinds of stuff with eggs. Bro, and- if, you need, if you need to hand off some eggs... <laughs> I, I'm your boy. Okay. We, we've gone through quite a few. Um, I mean, like I myself eat two pretty much every morning. I'm with you. I eat at least two every day. Um, now, now, here's, here's, here's the real question, though. How do you eat your eggs? I fry them over easy. Over easy? Yeah. That's my man. Yeah. Anything on them? Um, salt and pepper. Salt and pepper? Yep. So I, So here's what I do is I, I do over easy and just before they get to over easy i put a little cheese on top okay and then i throw them in the broiler really and it it never cooks the yolk man it just melts the cheese you know if you take them out you know, if you don't if you only if you only leave them in the right amount of time right um and so you get that good runny yolk but like melty cheese and salt and pepper and really oh, they're so good interesting oh, yeah. Now, and I usually, if I'm having like a breakfast meat, like, and I, it's typically like breakfast sausage for me. Yeah. Because um, I can cook that low and slow while I'm having my first cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll cook my sausages before I throw my eggs in the pan. Yeah. So I, I, I cook them in that sausage fat. I do the same. I do that or, or bacon and I, and I cook the eggs in whatever's left. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fantastic. So, yeah. So, because anyway. it gets nice and crispy at the bottom, and then you get that good runny yolk, and yes. yeah, nothing better, man. No, I agree. I mean, I, I to me, I would that I could eat that every single day of my life and be happy. Yeah, and and so here's and and here's the finishing touch for me. And if you don't know about this out there, you're welcome, world. Um, Cholula Chipotle hot sauce. Yes. <sighs> Dude, Cholula. By the way, just Cholula in general yeah. is good on so much. Yeah. So I don't, good. Is that is that a Texas thing or is it available outside of Texas? It's available outside of Texas. I did is not. It? Yes, I did not know about it. Until, I mean, I assume you can order it on the internet, but I don't know if it's like available like in grocery stores, like it is. You know, in Ohio. Well, or I, something. I I don't go to Ohio often. Um, <laughs> But if it's not, people write your grocery store and ask them Cholula hot sauce. This is not Tabasco that we're talking about here. That's right. This is, I mean, like, because here's the thing, man. Tabasco, this, this is my opinion, all right? 
this is food stuff, so it's subjective. But like Tabasco is just heat. Yes. And like it's it's good heat, and it's not yeah. a bad hot sauce. It's great for like gumbos and etouffees and things like that. Great for that. But like if you want like a hot sauce for like your taco, yeah. Man, there is nothing better than Cholula. And and like and if you're a Cholula fan and you haven't tried Cholula Chipotle, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with you with this. Um I learned about Cholula in Colorado. So I wasn't even in Texas. Um I was on a backpacking trip with with some other people and our guide uh, pulls out a bottle of Cholula and uh, he was putting it on his food. And I was like, what is that? And he said, oh, I don't, I don't go backpacking without this. And he said, I, I put this on everything at home. I'm not going backpacking without it. And I said, I've never heard of this stuff. He said, dude, you got to have it. We were having spam for breakfast. Okay. Which yes. by the way, I like fried spam. I, I'll just put it out there. Prepared, prepared correctly. There's nothing wrong with the occasional spam. I, I think so, so. Like, it's not something I'm going to have every day, but you know which, what? But by the way, shout out to our friends, Bruce and Connie, mm. um, with the Tonga Toast, because apparently that is the ap- appropriate way to have the Tonga Toast over at the Polynesian is with a little slice of fried Spam on top. Yeah. They just talked so, about it in their latest episode with Mark Daniel. And when this episode comes out, because I, I, I know this because I was getting ready to do our Throwback Thursday episode. It will be, have been one year since they've been on the episode really? today. Oh, yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, that, so, was, that was a fun episode. Howdy, Bruce and Connie. Hey. Hey. So, anyway, we, you know, we just sprinkled some Cholula on that spam. Oh, man, it was good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, I, I'm with you on the Cholula st- sauce, man. It's, it's good stuff. For sure. No, oh, man. Yeah. So if, if you if you haven't caught on yet, this is this is basically an episode of openers. <laughs> yeah. So most of the time we banter about something at the beginning, right? And that's all yeah. we're doing. That's all we're doing today. This <laughs> that's it. But I, so, I mean, I, go ahead. I, no, I was going to tell you, I mean, like, because usually one of the things that we talk about at the beginning of episodes is, is either projects that we've done, interesting things that have happened around things that we've experienced with the home, all kinds of different stuff. And, I, you know, I, I'll tell you one of the, the things I, I finally got my, my propane uh, pool heater to work properly. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of adjustments and finagling and all this kind of stuff. And I finally found the sweet spot. Now, once I found the sweet spot, a leak sprung up. And so I've got to deal with the leak. Hmm. But, you know, so, so basically, because our pool is under a roof in what we call the party barn, um, it, it's difficult to heat it. You know, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to any previous episodes, you, you may not be aware of that. But, like, you know, interesting issues, again, with my home. Um, so the initial volley to try and get the temp up in the pool was to install a, a solar heater, which is basically thin black plastic tubing up on the, a series of black plastic tubing up on the roof that, you know, is pumped up from the pool pump onto the roof and then pumped back down through the return. Um, and you know, the theory is that, you know, the sun will heat up that black tubing and heat up the water because of that and then heat the pool. And it does, it does. But like right now, Texas is being Texas, 
you know, it can, it can get down in the forties and fifties at night until we hit full summer. And so like the pool has the, you know, obviously because of the temperatures, the, the, the water temperature can drop pretty significantly. Right. So with the quarantine on, we wanted the kids to be able to swim. So we were looking for some other options to eat at the pool. So we found this propane uh, battery powered water heater. And what I really wanted to do is to find a way to run the water through the water heater as well as the solar heater at the same time and, you know, sort of double my efforts in heating the pool. And I finally found like that perfect mix of pressure to, because you have to have a certain amount of water pressure going towards that battery powered water heater in order for it to activate and light the propane. Okay. Um, Otherwise it, it can, because if it's not pushing enough water through, it'll actually overheat and it has a, a smart sensor that'll shut it off, uh, which thank goodness it does. Okay. I mean, because, you know, basically it's, it's, if it, if it starts pushing water out at around 65 degrees Celsius, which is like somewhere in the neighborhood of like 150, 160 degrees Fahrenheit, it, it can overheat and burn the system. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so it just shuts off. So you've got to have, you got to find that right, that happy balance of not too much water pressure, but not too little water pressure in order to continue the flow of water. Uh, cause what this thing is intended to be is a camp shower is what it's supposed to be. Sure. Um, so, but like just yesterday, I kind of found like the happy balance between the two. And right as I found it, like a leak sprung in one of the connections to the solar heater. So I've got to go, I've got to go address that, but that should be relatively easy compared to what I've dealt with with the rest of the system. Yeah. Um, so we, we've had that going on. Um, I've had a new crop of bees come in. We've actually had been dealing with a lot of like just in our business, we've been dealing with a lot of bees. Um, but we had a new crop of bees come on the property. Um, and that's been interesting. Uh, yeah. this is honestly like the most docile group of bees I've ever had really um yeah like usually like if, you, if you're a beekeeper you know that like when you're when your queen changes the hive can drastically change and so genetically all these bees i know they're coming from like the same apiary um and everybody's been telling me like this this apiary has outstanding genetics um, the, the, the Queens that come out of here and the bees that come out of here are extremely docile. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What everybody else is telling me. Uh, but like, no joke, man. Like I can, I can open the top of these hives and like the bees, I mean, and there's, there's, you know, 30, 40,000 bees in these hives. And like, I'm used to like opening them up and like at least getting swarmed by like a hundred of them. You know, 50 to 100 bees coming up and getting in my business, getting in my mask, you know, just, you know, giving give me all the warning signals like, hey, we don't like what you're doing. But like these I can open up and like nobody bothers me. Really? It's, it's, it's the weirdest thing. I, I, I still go out in my suit because, you know, I'm not going to get stung in the moneymaker. But, you know, it, again, again, <laughs> for like, you know, 10th time. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah so like just extremely docile and like just very low-key but like very productive okay very productive um and the, they 
with with them there's there's been some unique challenges already but um all in all really really good experience and i i got them i mean i how far back it is but like i bought i bought all these bees uh from from julie and i think that was like was like episode six or something like that way early um, way early anyway wind, winding creek apiary if anybody has any questions julie julie over there is fantastic loves answering questions she does like a free breakfast on saturdays for like beekeepers um she really? had me out one time to to speak about my particular method of beekeeping because it's a little bit different than other people's Sure. Little little out there, um, but really, really cool if anybody's interested. Flow hives, that's that's my method. Yeah. Um, I do traditional as well, but I love flow hives. Simple, man. They're so simple. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I when I when I show guys who have been doing beekeeping for a long time one of my flow hives, you know, like their their experiences and, and you and I actually have a mutual friend Drew and he does all traditional. And uh and, he, and he's pretty good at it. And he's, he's actually way braver than I am. I mean, he goes out there without a suit and opens his up all the time. And I'm just like, you nuts. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so the amount of time it takes him to collect honey versus the amount of time it takes me to collect honey, I'm done in 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, like for him to do like one hive, I imagine it takes him three to four hours. Man. Um, and he has, I think he's got 20 hives. Goodness. So you, I mean, I mean, like, you know, that can take a while. Sure. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big, I mean, like you could, I mean, like if you batched it, you could probably knock it out in a weekend. Um, just cause you're out there already, you've got the equipment and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, like you're, you're still looking at like a full 12 hour day. It's a lot get, of work. It's a lot of work. It's a, I mean, like the returns are good. I mean, goodness, we bought a, I think it was a four pound jar of honey the other day and it was $40. Wow. No, I mean like it's a lot of honey. Yeah. But still, I mean like that's, that's not bad. <laughs> I mean, that's a good, that's a good return. Yeah. So, so okay. And, and if you, I mean, like if you got, if you got 20 hives, my expectation is that you ought to be pulling at least, 70 to 80 pounds of honey at each of those hives wow that's that's i mean that that's what i expect yeah that's that's a really good return i mean yeah it doesn't take long to to pay for your bees and get a lot more no but i mean like if i think a lot of people if you if you watch any videos online i mean and there's a lot of bee videos on youtube but like if you if you see somebody pull like a frame of comb out of a hive, it doesn't look that heavy. Hmm. Those things are incredibly heavy. I mean, like that one frame, I'm I'm guessing that one frame probably weighs seven to eight pounds. Wow. Um, and so like it's difficult to like fathom that that amount of honey can be in that small of amount of space. Sure. Yeah. So, well, I am not a beekeeper. <laughs> um, I I let I let other people like you keep the bees, and then I will purchase the honey mm -hmm. uh, from a local beekeeper because you you 
I mean, there's varying theories about how far radius you should get honey from, but they carry a lot of helpful qualities oh, absolutely. in them. Um, but I mean, you're close, you live close enough to me that your bees are probably good for me. Oh yeah. I mean, you, cause you're within what, like three to four miles? Probably. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think at some point in time, This, I mean, like, this, this is just, I mean, again, this is just an opinion, but like, these are like a super easy thing to get involved with. I mean, like, they're not, they're not cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but when you think about like most people who live in a neighborhood, if you want to have a, a farm to table experience with your food, these are a really easy way to get that kind of experience for you and your family. Yeah. Um, cause I mean like most people live in a neighborhood, so they can't have goats and a lot of HOAs are cracking down on chickens. Um, honestly, chickens are probably the easiest ones to do if your HOA allows it. Um, and it, I mean like, because you, I mean, like you'll, <clears throat> depending on how many chickens you have, if they're healthy, you'll get an egg a day. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's a good, uh, it, it's a good relationship for your family to sort of experience that that whole food process and, and the farming process without having to have a whole lot of land. But like if your HOA is, is, you know, has gotten pretty serious, most of them won't bat an eye when it comes to bees, mostly because the government wants to encourage people to keep bees. Yeah. Like they're, they're very much proactive and, and, and like, and like you can, uh, this is, this is something I found out not too long ago. I mean, like you can go into downtown Houston and I have a whole spiel I can do on, bees in downtown areas in, in metropolitan cities uh they're they're actually uh, just just real quick you can go find the research yourself but like bees are actually way healthier in metropolitan cities than they are on the country um oh, really and I, I i actually have i have a whole theory on this there's not i mean like there's not any science behind it i haven't done like any research but like there's a, there's a lot of people talking about it. Like there's, it's a really interesting thing that's going on. A lot of restaurants and hotels have started keeping bees up on the roof of their high rise. Um, and a lot of people were like, well, that's a really bad idea with all the smog and the pollution and all these, the, the bees are going to die and come to find out they're way healthier than they are living out in the country. Wow. Um, so, and there's, there's, there's probably good reasons for that, that, you know, I'm not going to go into now. Um, but anyway, like in downtown Houston, if you go, I think it, I want to say it's the Hilton. It's whatever hotel it is that has the Texas shaped pool. Yeah. That's by the uh, George R. Brown Convention Center. Right. Uh, that parking garage actually houses, I think, six hives of bees. Wow. Um, that you can actually go and view. There's like a glass viewing area where they have like an outdoor garden and there's just hives and you can go and watch them and then good healthy hives whoever just taking care of them does a great job yeah um and, and so like this is this is kind of becoming a thing where people can sort of experience that aspect of farm to table from their home um you know with with bees and it's like once you have them if if you do a little bit of research and you're um you're you're a little meticulous you can actually keep them in your home and, and have them survive for generations um, and, and have that kind of farm to table experience without having to actually have a farm, you know, cause you can't have a goat, you can't have cows, you can't, you know, raise a pig or whatever in, in most neighborhoods, but most right. neighborhoods let you have bees. Interesting. Hmm. So, 
Well, you know, like I said, it's just not my thing. Some things aren't my thing. And you know what one of those things is, Craig? Mm. Plumbing. <laughs> Plumbing is not one of my things. I would much rather call our friend Paul the Plumber because that guy knows what he is doing. And if you need some plumbing, you need to call him. I mean, he's going to get to you quick. It's super easy to book him. And, I mean, don't worry about that kind of thing. Because at the end of the day, a bad plumbing job is going to cause so many problems in your house. Absolutely, man. And you can, you can reach Paul at 832-521-3252. And you can actually book them online. You can book them on Facebook. And when I was talking to Paul the other day, one of the things that they're, they're working with right now, and this is something that they developed specifically because of what's going on with COVID, is these virtual assessments of what your problem is. Is they're, they're willing to get online either through you know, FaceTime or Zoom or whatever it is, and, and, and even just send pictures in, and they can virtually assess the problem, send you a quote, and let you know what's going on and how they can help fix the problem so cool man i'm telling you that is that's so helpful on so many levels because like again one of the biggest problems with plumbing jobs is depending on what your plumbing job is i mean these guys come with their truck and they got a lot of stuff on their truck don't get me wrong right but i mean if they get there and you have some weird fitting or some some crazy thing happening in your house and, and let me just tell you you probably do because <laughs> Every builder is different, and if your house is as old as mine is, mine built in 75, um, goodness, so many people have come through this place, and they've done their own job, you know, and who knows what's happened, and, you know, they, they may have had, you know, Joe the plumber come in and did a horrible <laughs> job, um, but Paul can get on the phone, talk with what's going on, see what's happening, make sure he has the right parts on his truck whenever he shows up at your house. And that experience changes everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I, I've, I've personally referred him out several times and he's always taking, I mean, like to, to customers of mine. Yeah. And he's taking care of them every time. So right. I, we, we have, we have no qualms about referring Paul out here on the homeowner show. So if, if you're in the, uh, the greater Houston area and need a plumber, give Paul a plumber the call. When you call the office, you'll talk to the lovely Deborah, and she'll get you all set up. Exactly. However, there's another thing that I've done recently that I'm not about to try to tackle. Oh, yeah? And that is trees. Oh, that's right. Did you, did you finally find somebody to, uh, to deal with your tree issue? Yeah. I, I don't know if I told you. Um, Samir came and did it. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so, so Samir from Greets, Greenscape Solutions. I mean, that had to be like episode like two yeah. or three. <laughs> it was one of our, again, one of our very earliest episodes um, back whenever we were, you know, recording out of your living room. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he really loves doing landscapes. He loves doing outdoor kitchens, those sorts of things, but he does – I mean, if it is yard related, he does it. I mean, he'll come in and clear land if he has to. He does whatever yeah. he has to. But I called him because I had gotten a quote. What I needed done is I've got a, I had a big tree uh, in my backyard as an oak, and it, it died. 
I don't know. Uh, it got a disease and died. It thankfully is just kind of a one of those deals where it was only that tree because it was kind of in a cluster of three trees. That whatever mm-hmm. disease it was only affected that one tree, hopefully, um, and it and it died. So I was gonna have to take this tree down and. On top of that, I had a couple of other limbs that needed to come down that were hanging over my house. And uh, someone like Craig will tell you, limbs hanging over your house is bad. Not just because if a storm comes through, they might fall through your roof, which is definitely a possibility. But bugs like to live in trees and jump onto your roof. And if they go onto your roof, they're probably coming to your house, right? Man, not just bugs, squirrels. Oh my gosh, I hate squirrels. I hate them. Like they yeah. may be cute and potentially cuddly for some of you people out there, but they're a nuisance. Is what they are. Man, let me let me tell you let me tell you the the running slogan in our business when it comes to squirrels. Please do. They're rats with better PR. <laughs> I have no doubt that's the truth. I mean, first of all, they're gross. Um, (laughs) second of all they're everywhere yeah everywhere and Um, i've not experienced this firsthand but i've heard that they don't taste too bad i you know what i've I've been told that as well i lived in arkansas for a while and (laughs) um people people have said they've eaten it and it's not bad uh i'm not i'll tell you i told my wife when this whole coronavirus thing was going down i was like listen we're not gonna go hungry We got plenty of squirrels. <laughs> so uh, I, I actually called you the other day about squirrels living in a pillar in my yeah. in my house, and I said, well, "How do I get rid of this?" And um, you sent me an Amazon listing for a BB gun, <laughs> <laughs> which um, I got. By the way, did I tell you this? I bought one. Did you Did you get it? I bought one. I, I bought it from Academy. I did a pickup order, and they brought it out to my car. Awesome. Um, I bought a, a Daisy uh, Red Rider, and let me tell you, man, like, I am so impressed with this thing. <laughs> it is sighted in really well. Yeah, they are. It is incredibly accurate. So I, I just, you know, had a couple of squirrels running around, and I started picking those things off, man. And, like, did you pick some off? No, I didn't actually. I tried. I, okay. I hit them. But they didn't kill them. They just ran away. Yeah, you, um, you kind of got to hit them in the back of the neck. Right. Uh, I haven't killed one yet, but they jump up in the air like, <laughs> like, like seriously, like two or three I, feet I, up I in the air. I laugh, man. I know it sounds cruel, but it's funny when it happens. It is so funny. Like, but you you've seen like they jump like two or three feet up in the air and then take off running. It's like they do a backflip or something, take off, and. Yeah. Uh, but I have I have yet to miss one. <laughs> I, I'm not okay. I'm not a horrible shot. I'll say that. Right. I'm probably I'm not nowhere near a marksman. Mm. Um, my my brother-in-law, you may remember him, uh, James Taylor from uh, an episode way earlier. Um, yeah. As well, uh, we did a we did a. I guess guns on, in the home episode. Guns in the home episode. That's exactly what yeah. it was. Um, but he, he's, he's a marksman, but anyway, so I got one of those things. It's awesome. So they're like, uh, they're like 25 bucks, right? Yeah. And they hold 300 rounds of BBs in them. 
So right. anyway, it's it's a pretty cool. So like, I, I mean, like a lot a lot of people know this by now if they've been listening. To like I have a pest control business, and so like the, the cost between a Red Rider BB gun and hiring me, <laughs> I guess no question. Right, and it's a lot it's more fun. Not, it is a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, the the thing that I'm waiting is for like a neighbor to come out and be like, "What are you doing with a rifle?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm pointing it across the street. You're welcome. Sorry. You know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the rabid squirrel, sir. Go exactly. back inside. Exactly. <laughs> um. So anyway, I had these these limbs hanging over my my house, and <clears throat> so I had gotten a quote to get the tree down and to get like three limbs removed. And, and I, I don't mind telling you how much it was. It was $1,200 to get, that's not bad to get that. No, it wasn't bad at all. Um, and I was going to have to then, uh, hire a guy to come out and grind the stumps. I had basically the, it would be the stump from the Oak. Plus I had taken out, this is another big project that I did. I took out about a little more than half of a massive uh, flower bed that I had in the backyard. It's, I say it's a flower bed. It was more than that. Had two big, massive sago palms in it. Um, and a sago palm, if you don't know what a sago palm is, imagine a palm tree that's short and stumpy. That's what a sago palm is. Um, <laughs> but they, they, they normally just kind of grow up and out, right? Well, this one had like four or five offshoots on it. And um, it, it just, it was crazy. It was going everywhere. And so I cut them down. I took it all out, made this flower bed a lot smaller. And I was going to have to hire someone to come in and get those stumps out, all that kind of stuff. Samir comes in with Greenscapes. He says, I'll do all of that. I'll take out uh, the stumps and I'll sod it for 1100 <laughs> I, I can't, I can't beat that. So, man, I've been doing that when the, when the, when the, uh, when the tree fell down, I got everything done. So, man, there's so many more projects that, that we could talk about, but man, we're going to have to wrap this up, dude. <laughs> there's, there's only so much we can handle in one episode. I mean, we could, we, we're going to have to do a follow-up to this one. Absolutely. Cause I've got, I mean, like, I mean, you, you and I are both, I mean, like when, when we have time, it's not like we're sitting there binging Netflix. No, we're I mean, working. Like, yeah, we got stuff that we're doing on, we got projects that we're on and, and, and you and I have both been on and like, I always, I was showing you one tonight that we didn't even talk about. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, if you guys, if you guys have some ongoing projects, we want to hear about them. Send us some pictures. Send us some photos. We'd be love to feature. We'd love to feature you on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page, uh, I guess on our Twitter page. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We'll, we'll 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 put you up there. Like that's right. That's right. Well, listen. Hey, uh, we will put you up on on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever it takes. But we're just glad to be hung with us. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading this episode. We're gonna we're gonna follow up because we got more projects that we did. Um, and we've got more to talk about. But until then, we'll see you next time.